Good evening and welcome to Found A Way. Today's episode will be a little bit different. Um, no guests will be joining us. It will just be me pouring my energy, passion, and soul into this special episode. But before we get started, um, I, I need to say a few things. Uh, I want to first thank all of the 51 athletes that I had on my podcast from different walks of life. It's truly a blessing. Um, I don't take this shit for granted at all, so don't please don't think that I'm doing this for attention or any social media attention. I'm on my own mental health journey and mental health battles currently. And to be able to have athletes from different walks of life, high profile athletes, uh, to share their story is truly, is really, truly a blessing. I first started this podcast to, to inspire the youth and make a difference. You know, some of the athletes I already had on, I never would have thought that they would be willing to share their journey and talk about their career the way that they did. Even with the NIL deals going on, they were still willing to do it for free. So let's think about that real quick, folks. They was willing to do it for free out of the kindness of their heart. You know how much money is going into this NIL stuff? They could have easily charged me $100, $200, $300, but they didn't. And they trusted my platform and my knowledge on this mental health stuff. And they was able to open up and share their journey and personal issues that are usually not shared with other people. And for that, once again, thank you to all 51 athletes for trusting me and my platform. With that being said, let's get right into it. When I was a kid, I had dreams of going to the NBA. I love basketball so much. I was obsessed with it, you know, making plays and scoring. But little did I know that it takes a lot. I know, let me rephrase that. I know it takes a lot, you know, to make it to the NBA. But to actually being able to play at a high level throughout my career and notice what goes on behind the scenes before you get to that next level. That's what I'm talking about. Um, as an athlete, you know, being in the AAU circuit was a lot. And it's really easy to count yourself out and give up because you might not be getting college letters after each tournament. I was one of those athletes. After every basketball tournament, even if I performed great, didn't get a college letter. You know, during my fresh freshman, sophomore, and junior year, you know, for the AAU season, didn't get a college letter or didn't get the college letters that I wanted. And um, it really affected me. And that's why I'm talking about this right now, because AAU can either help you or discourage you. Um, a lot of parents force their kids to play AAU, and some kids will lie and, and you know, come up with fake birth certificates so they can play down. Like, it's just kind of ridiculous, man. There's a lot of stuff that, there's a lot of good stuff that goes into AAU, but there's also a lot of bullshit behind the scenes that a lot of people don't talk about. And, um, and it's getting overlooked and overshadowed. So I wanted to bring that up. And maybe you're one of those athletes that, you know, not struggle with that, but also you're you're not playing. And there was a couple of AAU tournaments that I wasn't playing. And it affected my mental health as well. Because I felt like I was missing out on the opportunity to get seen by these power five coaches or whatever the case may be, or get seen by a coach, uh, whether it's division one, division two, or division three, or NAIA, whatever the case may be. I feel like I was losing opportunity and losing out on time because time is important. And 
there's a lot of good Division two, Division three athletes that end up having better careers or more successful careers than Division one athletes. And just because you don't make it to, to the pros doesn't mean that you failed. You know, we live in a current generation of athletes that get stuck on the power five schools, no matter what sport it is. By any means, it's great to get recruited by, you know, big time schools and being able to, you know, gain that experience. But at the same time, it's not the end of the world if you don't go to a power five school. It's really not the end of the world. The only thing that we should be stuck on as athletes is improving our game each day, being able to take criticism. And this is what I struggled with. This is why I was so far behind. Any Anyone that's listening right now, this is why I was so far behind when I got to college because no one can tell me nothing in high school. And as I look back, it's kind of fucked up that I thought of, that I thought like that because I, sh I should have been able to be more coachable and take criticism so my game could evolve even more. But I didn't, and I limited myself. And that's why I was in the position that I was in when I went to college. I am 26 years old now. And when I look back, I think about all the dumb shit like I just mentioned that I did as an athlete, which was worrying about the shit that I had no control over, not being a leader, being selfish at times, not putting the team first. And because of that, I spend nights alone looking up at the ceiling, thinking to myself that if this basketball shit don't work out, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. But I always refuse to count myself out and learn from my mistakes. If one door closes, it's time to open up a new door and keep pushing forward no matter what. I always had a vision that I could help others and be a positive influence on younger athletes. Before I got to college, a lot of coaches were already saying that I am too small for my position. Mark Fair, he's uh, he's a uh, he's he's six two power forward who can't shoot. Ah, uh, he's he's not a team player for real. Ah, uh, basically count me out. I always heard that and it drove me crazy. But when I first got to college, it was a wake up call for me. When I say wake up call, I mean wake up call for me. Like it hit me right on my ass. I, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Not even gonna sugarcoat it. Instead of getting up extra shots. You know, but first of all, the work ethic stopped, you know, my freshman and sophomore year because I feel like I was the shit coming into college. I was so sure of myself. So that confidence, is, it's okay to have confidence like that, but that confidence covered up my work ethic and my work ethic slowed down. Instead of me waking up at 6 a.m. to get shots, I was still in bed hungover. <laughs> Instead of doing eight laps, eight laps around the track. Eight laps is two miles, by the way, for people who don't know. I did seven. Instead of getting some, some work in, some extra shots up after the games, I was worried about where the, the next party will be at that weekend. That's clown behavior. <laughs> and as I look back, like, I can't believe I really did that shit. It, it hurts me through my core that I have to look in the mirror and admit that I didn't work hard enough. I wasted two years of my college career by being on bullshit, like I said, and not being loyal to my craft. But please understand that it's okay to have, you know, to have fun and 
party, you know, drink a bottle, you want to smoke some weed, whatever the case may be. It's okay to do that. Nothing is wrong with that. But when you start picking up that cup, more you picking up a basketball or more than you're running routes or practicing your swing, then that's when it becomes a problem. And now you are affecting your progression of your career and legacy. Time goes by so fast. We all know this, especially after high school. So when you take shit for granted and push off the little shit, it will become, not become, but it will come back full swing. Trust me. Trust me on that. It will come back full swing because it did to me. In the sports world, I think we get caught up in, in who's doing what and comparing stats. And, and also, that's wasted energy as well. And I am guilty of that. Wasted energy like that can create self-doubt. Self-doubt leads to low confidence. Low confidence leads to us giving up on ourselves. The day when you count yourself out is the day you stop growing, learning, and evolving. No matter what I go through, I will never count myself out. You know how many athletes give up on themselves? Like, that's really contagious. As athletes, we're, we're going to see people give up and quit, up and quit on themselves. Um, I remember when I was playing basketball at Wittenberg, there were so many people in my class. We started with 15 people in my class, and by the time we were seniors, there was only five of us left. But you see how quickly things can change when you see a teammate quitting because he's not playing or transferring and then you're in the same predicament he's in or she's in, don't let that rub off on you. You have to continue to get better. And I'm just going to say this now. If you're not giving 110% in practice or in the offseason, then there's no reason for you to be playing college, uh, any college sports. Or there's no reason for you to have this thought of, you know, going pro, if you don't work as hard as you can in practice and during the off season. And the biggest year for athletes, college athletes, is that freshman to sophomore year, that summer. That's really going to tell what direction your career is going to go. Because obviously when you're a freshman, it might be harder for you to go on the court or on the field or, you know, whatever – sport you play, but it's that summer going into your sophomore year that is going to let the coaches know on your coaching staff that he's serious about, he's serious and committed about this program, meaning that he worked as he or she worked they ass off and we can tell. And I didn't see so many athletes give up and quit on themselves because of just the small things, them not getting the ball enough on offense, you know, them quitting on themselves, letting that college uh, social aspect swallow them up and take away, you know, their growth within their, you know, career and they end up crashing out. And that's just the sad reality of it. For me personally, I could be in a room with a hundred people telling me no. But I will refuse to give in and quit on myself. So speaking of social media, let's talk about it. 
and how it affects athletes' mental health. You know, we live in a time where athletes will post all they offers on Instagram just to make the next person mad or wanting to prove to their peers that they are more superior to other athletes or just trying to flex and all that other shit. Like, like no, we need we we got to stop that. You know, getting this sense of urgency that we have to prove to others and stunt on others. Social media in general can be used for different out- outlets, obviously, in a positive way. It's not all negative. Uh, don't get me wrong on that. But at the same time, as athletes, we must protect our mental health and not worry about who is talking about us. Things that can be seen on social media can really affect someone's performance. I'm not even going to lie. You know how many countless DMs some some people may get after games? It's turning into us being entertainers than actually loving the game. And that's why the passion and the love is decreasing. I see it in professional sports. There, there's so much that we don't know that, we go, that goes behind closed doors as far as the business side, and it takes away you know, their aspirations, their goals, and just the passion that they have for their respective sport. And I think it's important that if you're an athlete now listening right now, it's important that you you can be open-minded, but also keep a good, healthy mental state and keep people, good people in your circle that's going to tell you no. And give you great advice on certain things that can uplift your spirit and uplift your your mental health. And I think that's important. I think that's why I got through my mental health journey. I'm still currently on a mental health journey now and battling a few things, but during my career, being able to have a good foundation and having people that you can depend on to help you out in certain situations will help you prevail. And that's what happened to me. And I was blessed enough to have a father figure that held me accountable on and off the court. Because a lot of people don't have that. And this is the thing about social media. We, we, we are so judgmental. Our generation is so judgmental that if someone has one bad game, we demonize their character as a person, not a player. Let me repeat that. We demonize their character as a person because they happen to score four points and go one for six from the field after one single game. You know that can affect someone's mental health when they see that, when you demonizing their character and talking about them personally over a basketball, football, or, or softball, baseball game, or even a swim meet or a track meet. Like, we're human beings at the end of the day. And that's when I go back to having a good foundation because some people might act irrational to the point where we don't know why they're acting like that. Because guess what? Not everybody has the same foundation. Not everybody's silver spoon. Not everybody has two parents in a household. Not everybody has a good circle. People telling them no. People telling them you should do this, you should do that. You should not go to this event. You should go to this event. You have people who have have woken up with roaches in 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 their bed, and now 
cashing in $20 million yearly. You know that can affect someone's mental health. No, before I even played basketball, I was that one kid in the lunch table by himself. Basketball has saved, has really saved me and this podcast. And, you know, without basketball, I don't know if I would have been as social or I'm not, I don't want to say as popular in school, but like have any friends because I didn't have any friends before I played basketball in seventh grade, like organized basketball. I really didn't. And I was that kid, that one kid at the lunch table by himself hoping that somebody would come sit and, and talk to me and not judge me for what I have on, what kind of clothes I have on or whatever the case may be. But do you guys understand what I'm saying? Because everybody comes from different backgrounds, man. Not everybody grows up in a perfect environment with two parents in a household, giving them and laying down a great foundation with discipline, stability, and being able to coach you through this game called life. Not everybody has that opportunity. And we as sports fans need to sit back and realize that. And it's going to take a while for that shit to change. So I'm going to go back to always keeping a good circle if you keep a good circle and a good foundation, you're going to get through those troubled times and those mental health battles when people talk about that, when people talk about you personally instead of your game. And that's more common now than usual. And we're normalizing that now. Like, it's okay to talk, demonize someone's character because he had a bad game. It's okay that we can demonize her character because she had a bad day at the plate. She went zero for four at the plate, struck out all four times, and now we want to talk about, now we want to body shame someone. Now we want to talk about, you know, her character as a woman. In order to get through all that, got to have a good circle, got to keep a, uh, a stable, be, be able to be stable mentally. And it's easier said than done. And you know what's funny? I'm still working on that. And I'm 26 years old, and I have a long way to go, but I'm still working on that. And I'm not even an athlete no more. Well, I am, kind of, but I don't play basketball no more. This is why the suicidal rate has gone up in the sports world, because some people don't know how to handle that, and they, all, and they crash down. They crash down, and they don't know how to get up from it. And sometimes that's why athletes take their own life because they have no guidance. They have no one to talk to. They have nobody in their circle that they can go to and depend on and say, hey, I'm struggling. Like, hey, I'm struggling to the point where I'm letting these outside things affect my performance on, on the court or on the field. And it's pretty sad that we live in a generation now that we're so focused on this social media shit. And proven, not proven, but posting certain stuff to make yourself look better than the other person. I, I would never get that. I remember when I was 
extremely depressed. I wasn't depressed to the point where I'm going to take my own life. I would never do that. But I was really depressed. I was really depressed because I, I didn't know which way to go. But guess what? I always went back to talking to my loving mother and talking to God and, and asking for help and, and seeking some guidance on what I should do and how I should move. The negative energy from social media can make someone take their own life, believe it or not. And that's the times that we're living in. So to end this episode, I would like to say this. Anything is possible to all my athletes out here listening to this episode. Please do not let someone put a ceiling on your greatness. Be careful on who you are sharing your energy with. A question that former athletes ask themselves after their career is, did I do everything possible to put myself in the best position to achieve? And you don't want to look back and have a lot of regrets because that will sting for a long time, trust me. I'm so blessed to have this platform that God gave me. And honestly, this podcast saved my life. Without this podcast, I don't know where I'd be at right now mentally. Wouldn't be, I'd be in a, a dark, a very, a very dark place if it wasn't for this podcast, for me to express myself and, and all those lonely nights I spent by myself, you know, having dark thought, thoughts and going through dark times. This podcast has literally saved my life. I remember when I was working at Sam's Club, <laughs> I was working at Sam's Club and I was working in the merchandise uh, department and I was stocking groceries. And as I was stocking, you know, these bags of honey buns, I thought to myself, man, I need to start a podcast uh, that talks about mental health with athletes. And I randomly just thought about that. I never stopped, never looked back. Sometimes I wonder why I why I randomly, you know, thought of that. But now I know it's from God. It's always been in me. That's the funny part. It's always been in me. It's always been on my mind. But I'm. It came intuition. It came, you know, in in full effect. And now I'm actually doing it. So being able to have athletes from different walks of life, like I said earlier, come on my podcast and talk about some personal stuff and and talk about their journey. This is such a blessing. And I do have a lot of regrets for, uh, as far as, you know, my basketball career, but guess what? You know, what takes away those regrets that I have with myself, this podcast. So every time when I'm staying up till 5 a.m. working on this podcast, it's taking away the pain and the regrets that I have throughout my basketball career. And for that, I'm forever thankful. And if you're struggling mentally right now as an athlete or anybody, just know that it's, this is easier said than done, but just know that there's always a way out. And that's why I named my, pop, my podcast called Found A Way, because you can always find a way. Keep digging, keep searching, keep evolving, keep growing. Keep being you, most importantly, at the end of the day. The reason why I was able to get through all those dark times and nights that I spent alone is I never counted myself out. And to all the athletes out there, you should never count yourself out. And 
I just wish nothing for the best for whoever's listening to this episode. And I wish nothing for the best for all the athletes that I already had on my podcast and all the athletes that are just out here grinding and putting in extra time to to be special and be great. But never count yourself out. I damn sure ain't count myself out, and that's why I'm still here and, and growing and learning. And I just wish nothing for the best. But let me repeat it again. Never count yourself out.